0: That's investher, H-E-R, H-E-R com promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: I'd say that's the most important thing in my short lifetime of doing this is the power of networking. The more people you know and the more people you can bounce questions off of, the more things that tend to come to you and, and just take a massive action towards that networking.
0: Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know, Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So, with that being said, let's get going.
2: Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we'll be speaking with Jimmy Johnner. Jimmy, how are you doing today? Doing great, Theo. Thanks for having me on board. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. So a little bit about Jimmy. He is the owner and operator of a marine infrastructure company and also works full-time with a commercial general contractor and developer. He has five years of real estate investing experience and his portfolio consists of 66 units as well as a nine-unit salon suite development. He is based in Beaufort, North Carolina and you can say hi to him at his LinkedIn profile. So his name is Jimmy, just J-I-M-M-Y, and then Johnner, J-O-H-N-E-R. And if you're watching the video, when you look him up, you'll see his face and know that it is his profile. So Jimmy, do you mind telling us some more about your background and what you're focused on today? Yeah,
1: absolutely. And thanks for the description of my last name there, spelling it out. People tend to botch that up quite a bit. So as you said, I own a marine infrastructure company. I'm kind of all things business. I've kind of been on the entrepreneur bone for the majority of my life. The marine infrastructure company consumes quite a bit of my time right now, and then obviously do as much real estate investing as I can. We try to pour as much money into the real estate as we can from the other businesses. I guess looking into my background, I went to a maritime academy after high school and just dove into the shipping industry. Traveled all over the world and got the travel bug out. Still do quite a bit of it now, and just always wanted more. and And real estate was kind of the path I decided to take to continue to grow. So right now, our main focus is multifamily. We try to find some. Value-add deals in the eastern part of North Carolina, around the Raleigh market and east. And uh, got a couple deals under contract right now. Another 46-unit property right outside of Raleigh that we're hoping to close on late October. And uh, steady hunting some more down south. So I'm actually in Louisiana right now, outside of New Orleans, on a self-storage project that we're under development on. So
2: all over the place, wide open. Awesome. So. You said that you spent a lot of your time with the Marine Infrastructure Company. So right now, while we're interviewing, you're doing something for your real estate business, right? Or are you doing something well, for do your Marine Infrastructure? For the general
1: contractor that I work for. So I work full-time for a pretty good-sized commercial developer slash contractor. We work all over the country doing new development deals. I mainly do storage. So we do Class A self-storage developments. So from the ground up, three to five-story,
2: 120,000-square-foot buildings. And Yeah, so right now, I'm actually out of town for the company that I work for full-time. Yeah, right. So when do you work on your real estate business? Is it on weekends, at night, in the morning? Well, all the time. I partner in crime with all this stuff. His name's Alan. We kind of tag team a lot of
1: stuff, a lot of late nights and mainly weekend work. With The power of the cell phone, we're able to do quite a bit remotely. And given today's climate with remote working, it's kind of a no-brainer that we're able to hunt deals and delegate different things to different people on our team and
2: continue to find deals and place capital. So you have 66 units right now. What's the breakdown of that? Is it just one building? Is it 66 single families or somewhere in
1: between? 66 apartment units. So we own two different properties. One's an 18 unit and then the other one's a 48 consisting of seven different buildings, but it's two different properties. Perfect. And then how did you fund those deals? We raised, you know, OPM, other people's money. Raised money for the first one just through connections and networking with people that I know that had some liquidity and and were interested in the real estate realm. A lot of them were kind of neck deep in single family homes. And we've tried to transition some of their focus because they do have the capital available to get on board with us with multifamily and kind of leverage our knowledge with that sector of the real estate industry and their capital and make it a win-win partnership or, or a no lose, no lose, as I like to say it. So that was for the 18 unit? It was people that you already knew that invested? Yeah, well, and as well for the 48. So we actually have the same equity partner on both of those deals. It's kind of been a dream come true, for lack of a better word. It kind of came easy. Once we put the work in place and he felt comfortable with what we were doing, it was actually pretty simple to raise the money, to be honest with you. It wasn't too much effort on our part. And just finding it and putting it all together and making it work was the real
2: task. So, so you have one guy that invested in the 18 unit and the same person that invested in the 48 unit for all of it? All of it. All right. Can I telling us some background on that? Who this person? Is? I mean, not, obviously not their name, but how did you meet them? How long did you know them? How did you bring up the concept of them investing in your deals and things like that? Great question. And yeah,
1: I'll leave him somewhat private because that's how he tends to stay, but it's all through the power of networking. So my partner and I know people all over the country through the construction industry that we work in, and uh, we've known this guy for a long time, probably five or six years or so. And knew he was interested in real estate. He owns a ton of single family homes. And we just bounced it off of him and asked him if he knew anybody that might be interested. And he raised his hand. So it was kind of the typical approach, asking somebody that you know that's got the liquidity if they happen to know anybody that might be interested, hoping that they're the ones that say, yes, I'm interested. And from there, we just continue to uh, leverage that relationship is really all it comes down to. And he trusts us and we trust him and we were able to make the deal work. So my partner and I have, have come pretty little out of pocket we put all the upfront effort and all the operational stuff in play, which again, makes it a great partnership because we can't do it without him and he can't do it without us. So yeah, it
2: makes a great partnership. So this conversation happened and then he invested in the 18 unit and invested in the 48 unit. Are those the only two apartment deals you've done? Was the 18 unit the first deal you and him have done yourselves personally, or had you done deals in the past before it? I've done a few duplex developments and stuff in the past, and
1: we've done the salon suites development in the past, but the 18 units was the first apartment building we bought. Them. So that was the first time that the partnership was formed with the three guys that are in it now. The other stuff was just me personally.
2: So I was just talking about this with someone else. So I wanted to ask you, how beneficial has your full-time job with this commercial general contractor and developer being full-time in real estate? How beneficial has that been towards your investing business? not at all or completely invaluable without it, you wouldn't be able to do what you were doing or or somewhere in between. I don't know that I'd call it I wouldn't be able to do it without it,
1: but it has definitely been transformational from a networking standpoint and a knowledge basis and a literacy concept of, of how everything works with real estate from land acquisition to building it, to renovating it, to everything. It's just made a tremendous difference. And again, the network, I mean, I can't emphasize that enough. The network that I've developed over the last five years has just been incredible. I know people all over the country that are neck deep in real estate every single day that I could call and bounce questions off of and so on and so forth. So it's been invaluable for sure. And is that
2: how you met your business partner?
1: No, we actually grew up together. He's one of my best friends. So I've known him since I was 10.
2: Huh, interesting. So a lot of people, they'll give advice and say that you shouldn't partner up with a family member or a friend that you already know that's something that you already have a pre-existing relationship with. So maybe walk us through your advice for anyone is probably the easiest to partner up with someone that you already know, but they say that eventually things might get difficult. So, yeah, no. Do you want to let us know or give us some of your advice on what people need to do in order to set themselves up for success when partnering with someone they have a pre existing relationship with? I'm a big fan of partnership. You
1: can spread the risk and also spread the amount of work that it takes up front and on the back end to take massive action on getting stuff done, which is a huge part of getting stuff done, it's just taking action quit thinking about it and just do it. But I would say that any good partnership, you both have to have one another. If it's one-sided where you don't really have to have the other person do one thing or another, and it's not a no-lose, no-lose situation, I think that's key. And you do have to be careful with friends and family, especially when it comes to money with any type of partnership. But up front, we put together an operating agreement with an LLC, just like you would with anybody. And I trust him with my bank account and he trusts me with his. And I can't do it without him and he can't do it without me. So again, that's the value of an awesome partnership is not being able to do it without the other person. And uh, knowing your boundaries with them and knowing what they're comfortable with and knowing what they're not comfortable with and and having an open dialogue with that is really the key, I think, to moving forward with it.
2: What was the size of the deal you said you're working on right now? You said a 42 unit? It's a 46. 46 unit? I think it's a
1: 1-3 purchase price. So we're getting at a pretty deep discount along with about almost a million dollar renovation on the back end. So about a two-year turnaround for our investors on money and so and so forth. And I can get into the weeds and that stuff if you want.
2: Yeah. So I have to ask how you found the deal. And then I'm assuming that the same individual who invested in the previous two deals is investing again. So maybe tell us what that structure is going to be. So it sounds like this is going to be a pretty heavy value-add deal. Yeah. Pretty heavy value-add deal. The way we found it
1: with an off-market deal, we found it through, it's a pocket listing through a broker that I know. He brought it to us just because, again, that network, we knew we could close. So he brought it to us, negotiated directly with the seller and the broker via Zoom, just like this, and went under contract about a month ago on it, and we're just heavy into the due diligence right now. And like I said, planning to close late this month, early October. And we'll get some bridge debt in place for the acquisition, refi it after 24 months or so, get into some agency debt on it and pay our investors back, and
2: roll all the refi proceeds into another deal that we hopefully find between now and then. So your investors will invest up front and then when you give them the money back, are they still in the deal or are they just kind of putting that money up front so you can stabilize it and then they get their money back plus some sort of profit and then they're out? Great question. There's a million different ways to skin a cat. That's one of the first things people always ask me.
1: So from an equity standpoint, the way we structure a partnership, we don't like to label ourselves as syndicators just because we really like the word partnership when it comes to SEC regulations, so on and so forth. So being an active partner makes a big difference. It's less paperwork. There's less soft costs up front with security attorneys, so on and so forth. But the way that it's working on this one, we've got three partners. It's myself, my partner, Alan, and then our other equity partner that's going in on the deal. He'll own 33% of the deal, just like he does on the other two. And we're all raising the money together from within the three partners. We're not raising it from anybody else outside of the partnerships. So all the money that's coming in is ours. So that Refi, we'll all get our money back. And then, like I said, roll it over into another deal. So... We don't take anything out of any of the properties right now. And that's also the power of me trying to maintain a full-time job along with my partners. They do the same thing. So we don't rely on any of the money that our real estate makes right now. We're just continuing to build the business and we uh, will continue to roll that money for as long as we can until we can say peace out on everything else.
2: So you'll buy the deal and then you'll all invest the money is coming from mostly the equity partner, but then you and your business partner also invest mm-hmm. and then you get bridge debt stabilize it, refinance, all the investment money that went in there is paid back equally. You don't get anything extra on top of that. And I'm assuming that extra equity that you get back from the refi plus all of the cash flow does that just go into an account that's then used to buy more deals? How does that work? That's a great question as well. There's a
1: lot of tax stuff that you got to watch out for. And again, that's the power of having a team of people that know this stuff. They're a heck of a lot smarter than I am when it comes to all the tax code. But we'll refinance the deal, roll it over into the same entity, and then it'll get distributed to the partners, quote unquote. But all it does is get rolled over into another bank account with a new entity that buys another deal. So it's all kind of tax deferred because we're active partners and because we all do take a liability in the refi. So again, there's a lot of steps in the middle, but that's kind of the basis of it is what you say. We'll shift the money around, move it from one account to another, and then buy another deal with it as a down payment. All right, Jamie, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Networking. I'd say that's the most important thing in my short lifetime of doing this is the power of networking. The more people you know and the more people you can bounce questions off of, the more things that tend to come to you and, and just taking massive action towards that networking.
2: All right, Jamie, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Sure. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor.
0: Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you interested in getting started in real estate syndication but don't know how? My friend Whitney Sewell is the host of the Daily Real Estate Syndication Show podcast. He interviews top experts in the industry to help you learn the cutting-edge tools and strategies of the syndication business. You can find Whitney and his podcast at lifebridgecapital.com.
2: Okay, Jimmy, what is the best ever book you've recently read? So I do a lot of reading. I would have to say, I don't know if it's the most recent one,
1: but... Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I know I've said probably 10 times in this 20 minutes about taking massive action, but that's probably my number one book I've ever read, just an overall mindset and so on and so forth. And Plus second would be Gail Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, of course.
2: If your businesses were to collapse today, your marine business, you lost your commercial real estate job, and then your multifamily business were to somehow collapse, what would you do next? I would do it all over again. Start from scratch, okay.
0: Start from scratch. I know how to do
2: it now, so it'll be a heck of a lot easier in a second. Out of all the deals you've done, what has been the best ever deal? I'll say that
1: first 18 unit, and not necessarily so financially speaking, but just from a learning curve perspective, that's probably the best deal. I mean, it's what kickstarted my multifamily mindset on getting rocking and rolling with apartments and finding the value in them. We're actually getting ready to refi that deal right now, and it's helping buy the 46 unit, so it works. i say that deal is probably my best one.
2: If you've lost money on a deal before, how much did you lose and what lesson did you learn? Knock on wood. I haven't lost money on a deal in real estate. I've broken even and come
1: close, but I haven't lost money. And I have elsewhere on jobs and so on and so forth. And it's just knowing your numbers is the most important thing and, and not faking a performa. Whether it's real estate or any business, just not faking your performance and making the numbers work, but actually running a real performa and making sure that you know every little detail.
2: What is the best ever way you like to
1: give back? I like to employ people. That's my number one thing. I know that kind of sounds like that's not really giving back, but there's no free lunch. I like to say that. And I thoroughly enjoy keeping people employed and providing them a a place to come to work every day and with a positive environment and having ownership in what they're doing every day and enjoying where they work. So that's my form of giving back. Then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? I'd say through LinkedIn is probably the quickest and easiest way to get a hold of me. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram. All my
2: handles are the same. It's James Johnner or Jimmy Johnner. Perfect, Jimmy. Well, thanks for joining us and walking us through your real estate journey as well as your best ever advice. Some of the biggest takeaways that I got was number one, I you talk about this a lot, is that a really good way to get started in real estate, if you don't have the money to buy deals yourself, is to just get a full time job in real estate because of the massive benefits you'll get, as you mentioned, from networking and then from knowledge. So for your business, you're able to find your your equity partner through this networking. And then the knowledge and the literacy that comes from working in real estate gives you a leg up when you're first getting started Unless you skip a lot of the minor mistakes that people usually make because they don't really know because they've never done it before. So it allows you to do it without having your own skin of the game in a sense. And the other thing was your strategy. I also really like that too, where we have got your equity partner. You don't do syndication; you do the joint venture, so everyone's active. And then you'll invest. You'll do value add deals. The three business partners will invest money in the deal. And then once the deal is stabilized and you refinance, rather than of you cashing out and taking the cash and doing whatever you want to with it, you said there's some processes you need to follow. But high level, the money is rolled into another deal, so all the cash flow all the refinance proceeds, all that stuff goes to you and then goes into their account that's used to buy other deals. And then you are living off your full-time income. And ultimately the goal is to do enough of these deals where you have enough cash flow coming in so that that replaces your full-time income. So a more longer term perspective and I really like that strategy. So thank you for sharing that. One thing I, I tried to mention, the networking part was not only did it allow you to find your equity partner, the knowledge, but you also got the deal you're working on now from a broker who knows that you're able to close on deals that you got through that network. So Jimmy, thank you for joining us. Really appreciate it. Best ever listeners as always. Thank you for listening. Have a best ever day and we will talk to you tomorrow.